life isn't your average podcast. We record in-person interviews, we have real unscripted conversation, and there are no limits to the questions we will ask. And we learn the truths about what it takes to run a business from visionary entrepreneurs. My name is Kelsey Rydell, and I am the host of this weekly show. The intention behind our content is simple, and that is to help you live and lead your most visionary life. In each episode of the podcast, we chat about what it looks like to live an inspired life in our chosen career paths and entrepreneurial ventures, in our health, and in our daily routines. Each episode features conversations with people who are living life a little bit differently, from six-figure business owners who have created the company of their wildest dreams, to startup entrepreneurs who vulnerably share the highs and lows of turning their passion into a lifelong project. As you begin to listen to the episodes, you'll discover one obvious and common thread. And that's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. However, for many of us, somewhere along the path, someone told us to hide it, to play small, to play safe. This show will help you break down those beliefs and inspire you to live life on your own terms, to take more risks, to actually follow your heart and set bigger goals, and to make tiny leaps each day that will lead you towards living your most visionary life. It's in you, it's in all of us, so let's dive in. Today on the show, we're chatting with Rachel Hunt of the blog Gluten Freedom. Rachel has built an incredibly loyal following using her blog and social media channels, which guide fellow gluten-free foodies to navigate the food scene and gluten-free lifestyle with ease. Beyond her niche, I knew Rachel would be an incredible guest on the show because she is the epitome of someone who is following her heart and passion in this world, and she's creating the business of her dreams in the process. She's truly a visionary. More on Rachel in a second, but first... This episode is brought to you by my social media strategy checklist. I am continually shocked at the amount of business owners and online entrepreneurs who have next to no strategy when it comes to their social media presence. So this guide that I'm giving away for free takes you through four simple tweaks that will really help you shift from amateur to expert when it comes to using social media to make sales and grow your brand presence. I'm a firm believer that you don't need to invest thousands of dollars in an online social media course. You just need to audit yours and make changes one day at a time. You can grab the list instantly at kelseyridle.com slash download. The checklist will show you how to plan your strategy, create content, write engaging copy and make the sale, and measure and grow your audience. Again, you can grab that guide at kelseyridle.com slash download. Okay, back to today's guest, Rachel Hunt. Sometimes I wonder where Rachel finds the time in a day to do all that she does. She blogs, she attends influencer events, she creates recipes, ebooks, and online programs. She also hosts a podcast, which I was featured on towards the beginning of their show, uh, called Vibe Tribe Wellness, and she runs workshops with past podcast guest, Becca Crow. You can search back on the Visionary Life podcast to find her episode among many other things Rachel does. So whether you're a gluten-free maven, a blogger, a podcaster, or passionate health and wellness enthusiast, I know you're gonna love Rachel's fun spirit and go-getter attitude. Rachel and I chat about what she was up to before launching Gluten Freedom, the many iterations of her business, launching a second brand with her bestie to focus on lifestyle and wellness, and so much more. 
Snap a screenshot of this episode as you listen and let us know what you think by tagging at Kelsey Rydell. I'll talk to you at the end of the show. Hey guys, I forgot to tell you one thing that I have coming up this coming Saturday. So if you're listening to the episode when it comes out, I wanted to let you know that on Saturday, September 8th, I'm hosting the very first in-person Visionary Life Goal Setting Workshop. And it's going to be held at Tribe Fitness, so downtown Toronto, great location at a beautiful bright studio on the water. And that's in Toronto for those of you listening. And the workshop itself is going to be 90 minutes long, and we're covering things like attaining peak health, how you can master your daily routines and habits, and really getting aligned on what your career path can and will look like. So we're going through a lot of goal setting and modern vision boarding. Um, If you know anything about me, I've actually never made a vision board before. And that's because I don't really resonate with the whole scrapbooking out of magazines and things like that. So I've come up with a way to do a modern vision board. So I will teach you the way to do that. And in this workshop, we're just going to come together. It's going to be an intimate group. And I will provide you the workbook and everything you need to have a visionary um, remainder of the year, right? So we've got four months left. It's September. It's a great time to start your routines fresh. I know I am feeling very inspired to just kind of clean up my act a little bit. So I hope to see you there. You can find out more details by messaging me on Instagram or heading to the Tribe Fitness website and you'll see the workshop and how you can purchase it there. So hi, Rachel. Welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm really excited to be sitting down with you today to record this episode and more than that, to catch up with you since it's been quite a few months since I've seen you. So in the next 45 minutes, we're going to cover all things life, health, business related, and ultimately how you stay on top of everything and still live your most visionary life. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and to, yeah, chat with you. Like it has been so long. I can't even... Remember the last time I saw you was it when we recorded together? No. It might have no, been. No, 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 no. It was a launch not. party. Launch party maybe in January? Yes. I think yeah, so. so it has been quite and I will say actually, since your Vibe Tribe Wellness launch party, yeah. you had made these cocktails and they were <laughs> nickel nine vodka. Yeah and kombucha and that has been my drink of summer no and way. every time I drink it I think of you that's so amazing. thank you for inspiring me on that oh yeah that's <laughs> such a good combo yeah so to give the listeners a little bit of backstory you and I actually met while I was in marketing working mm-hmm. for Vega and yeah. I believe I caught wind of one of your Instagram posts that you appeared in with the Nike food runners yeah so I had to actually think back to why I know you but (laughs) I believe I reached out and somewhere along the line we began working together um, both when I was at that job and then we even continued doing collaborations yeah after that so I am forever grateful to social media for connecting me to people like you and I'm sure you feel the same since I know you meet a lot of your friends online these days too Um, Okay, so let's get into today's show. We'll start with some rapid fire just to warm you up and let the listeners get to know you. So first off, what is your favorite cocktail? Well, aside from the one that you just referenced, which I love, like that (laughs) is definitely like my own like homemade type uh, concoction because yeah, the kombucha is kind of like fizzy like pop, but it's better for you because it's 
uh, lower sugar and it's obviously good for the gut. But um, if I'm going to go like traditional cocktail, like I'm a huge tequila fan. Um, yeah, it's like the only alcohol actually that's not a depressant um, and it doesn't tend to leave you with a hangover. Obviously everything in moderation, but um, if you're drinking the good stuff too. Um, so yeah, I'll do like... Um, Vodka soda is just like standard whatnot, but I love a good like spicy marg, low sugar. Ooh. I don't like simple syrup really, so I'll yeah. ask them to do maybe just a dash or none at all. So yeah, spicy tequila marg. I literally just wrote down that tequila is <laughs> not a depressant. <laughs> I'm like, this is revolutionary. Oh, wow. Girl, when I found that out, I was like, tequila is my drink. I don't even like tequila. But then I started drinking like nice tequila. Yeah. It's a game changer. Have you been to the tequila bar on Ossington? Absolutely. It's my yeah. go-to okay. spot. I actually went last week. I went with a girlfriend after having a couple of drinks. Uh, wellness girls drink sidebar, guys. Yes, this I, is I'm like, liking that we're just getting yeah, into the real stuff. But um, I actually had one of my followers like message me the next day. Be like, hey, were you at Reposado last night? I'm like, oh my God. Like, what state did she see me in? But anyways, I think it was fine. But yes, I love that place. We need our followers and our <laughs> listeners to see us in all of our states Absolutely. Of Absolutely, so totally. Just being super real. Um, okay, what's your workout of choice when you have one hour to sweat? Mm, okay, so I would probably say something like high intensity. I like getting like yeah, a good 40, 45, I feel like is my sweet spot. If it's like hit style, high intensity interval, like quick and dirty. Um, you sweat a lot and you just feel like so good after. Awesome. Do you have a gym recommendation in Toronto that you're uh, loving, or just home workouts? No, like I mean, I kind of like I'm kind of like hop around studio to studio. I really like the style of F45. I was going there a while. Um, and then I've gone to most recently, there's one in the East End called Primal Movement. And that one, they have these really great um, boot camps and also amazing kickboxing, which just like give you such a good sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those are like the first two that come to mind. Cool. Is there a book or a podcast that you're loving lately? Um, so I just finished reading for like the fourth time, Money and the Law of Attraction by Abraham Hicks. Mm-hmm. Just such a good one to go back to. Um, honestly, this is like the fourth or fifth time I read it. And I finally like something, a light bulb went off. It was like, oh, I get it. This was a piece I've been missing all these other times, which was like really incredible, kind of a breakthrough for me. And then podcasts, I'm always kind of cycling through a handful. I'm really loving Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy Chris Harder, which is her husband, um, for the love of money. I love Jenna Kutcher's for business uh, advice. Um, and I love lately is Melissa Ambrosini's, um, what is, I don't even know that, I think it's just the Melissa Ambrosini show. Yeah, her yeah. name show. Yeah. Very cool. Those are some really good recommendations. I'll link those in the awesome. show notes. I just went to Lori Harder's event. Did on you go Tuesday. to it? That's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Was I it? haven't read her book yet, but Me neither. I just love her podcast. I just find it's always so well done. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. Seems awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's like we don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know her. <laughs> um, and what's an easy weeknight meal that you cook when you're short on time? Mm, I feel like I'm kind of known for my like everything bowls I'll just kind of whether it's like roast a bunch of veg maybe do some like collie rice whether it's like a piece of salmon I'll broil or even like ground turkey and just kind of saute that with um just some like spices like I keep it pretty simple um yeah I just like toss that all together zucchini noodles I love so yeah collie rice zucchini noodles some sort of like protein and then an assortment of like fresh and roasted veg and I would definitely encourage the listeners to go check out your Instagram feed if they need inspiration for food because your food photography and recipes um 
I can't say I make them because I'm pretty lazy that's in the kitchen, okay. but they do inspire me to actually create better meals, right? Yeah, and that's, that's what awesome. is the beautiful thing about social media is that if you use it for good, it can kind of be like, Absolutely. oh, I haven't tried zucchini noodles in like a year. Maybe I should do that. Oh, so. yeah. I'm constantly inspired by what I see others doing. Like those like random bowls are my favorite because it's like, ooh, I like what that person did with that. I'm going to toss this in or yeah. So it's like a complete hodgepodge, but mm-hmm. they're always the most delicious. So, okay, now that the listeners know you a little bit, let's take it back a bit. I just want to know, you know, what was life like before Gluten Freedom, your brand, was launched? So did you go to school or university? What types of jobs you worked? And what was your lifestyle like that led you to launching Gluten Freedom? Well, there was a lot more gluten in my life, that's for sure, for for (laughs) starters. Yeah, I definitely ate, like, yeah. A lot of uh, carby foods, like especially delicious, like crusty breads. I love that. But <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> but aside from that, yeah. So I went to school, um, and I did an undergrad, um, and then I specialized in marketing. So um, you know, right from the get go, post graduation, I was submerged in the marketing world, which was interesting because it was kind of the beginning of social media. Um, and my first job outside of um, school was actually working at like a food service company that did um, food service programs in in universities and colleges. And that was my account, or that was the division I was working on. So I was implementing social media for um, basically like university and college cafeterias and trying to, um, yeah, just like, not even encourage, but just like to integrate it into the school systems. It was totally new and it was just like, how do we use social media for business? So I was kind of like at the forefront of like, trying to integrate this. And this was like years ago. Yeah, this was like, like pioneering yeah, social media this was for like, business. Yeah, this was like eight years ago. And then um, it did that for a bit. And then I kind of switched gears. I did a couple other marketing, um, always in marketing, but worked in a couple different industries. One was in fashion and then another was in mining. And it was during my time at this mining company where like my life kind of just like turned upside down. Um, that's when like my health issues became um more prominent and I was just like feeling ill all the time the job itself was very stressful Mm -hmm. so I feel like that played a big role in my my health because I was just like struggling like you know I'd go into work anxious and I like wasn't sleeping well at night and I was just like you know as a result like you know worked work hard play hard like I just like loved to go out and like blow off steam with friends and like you know I was partying a lot and drinking a lot and so like my lifestyle was definitely not conducive to you know bettering my sleep or my anxiety levels so um it was just kind of like yeah wrapped up in this culture of just like corporate lifestyle of you know I was making a lot of money but I was spending a lot and I was just like being kind of reckless if if we're gonna like put a label on it like I was totally like different than what I am now um and yeah so that kind of like this navigation of like my health journey started at you know at this mining mining company where I was um yeah just going to specialist after specialist and really trying to figure out what was wrong but all the while just like totally like out of sync with like who I was like not aligned whatsoever I didn't love the job in fact I hated the job um you know I was in a relationship that you know we'd been together for so long but I like was growing unhappy you know but then I was also like in this interesting space where like you know my friends were like partying all the time and I was definitely partaking in that but I started feeling 
less of a connection to them as well. So as I started navigating my health journey, I was feeling very like disconnected and very like lonely, I guess you could say, because I just felt like no one understood what I was going through from a health perspective and also just from, you know, a lifestyle a lifestyle perspective. I wanted a change, I wanted an out, but um, yeah, I didn't really know how to get there at that point. Mm-hmm. And so through all that, like, did you eventually find out what was plaguing your health? Yeah, of course, I didn't even talk about that's okay. that. Yeah. That's okay, that's why I'm here. This yeah, is the totally. Yeah, so after I would say like six months of like specialist after specialist, like literally I was going to my doctor and being like, I, like I'm a hypochondriac, so I'm like, I am dying. Like I have a heart problem, I have a brain, Problem. like this is not okay I don't feel normal and of course like specialists would see me because my doctor was like okay you're describing these symptoms like something sounds wrong mm-hmm. but then I'd go to the specialist and nothing was wrong you're normal you're just 25 years old you're experiencing anxiety let us prescribe you something and I just wasn't satisfied with these uh, like these um, prescriptions and you know their diagnosis I'm like no like there's something really wrong I know myself better than this um, and so I started doing a lot my, more of my own research and I had this like gut feeling that it was food related um, and taking that, you know, inkling, I went to a naturopath who put me on this plan where I was like eliminating um, different allergens and, you know, the first thing that we removed was gluten and like pretty much right away I started feeling better mm-hmm. um, and, you know, once I realized that gluten was the culprit, I just like did not look back. Um, and it was at about the same time that it was like I had started to regain my health and I just regained this like power and confidence and I decided to just like up and quit that job. Um, I was just like, screw this. I don't need to put up with any more of this crap. Like, you know, um, this health journey has been enough. And now that I'm starting to feel better in this way, I want to feel better <laughs> entirely and I need to remove the you know the stressors in my life and that included um, the job itself so I quit I had no like backup plan I had mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was gonna do I had this newly discovered gluten intolerance which was in itself like a whole new beast to mm-hmm. discover and navigate especially back in the day like I don't know if this was like five years ago, yeah I was five ago. yeah five years ago now yeah. um, and definitely like the options out there were slim um, the quality was very different we have a lot better quality and more options nowadays and even in terms of like the restaurant world like people now understand what gluten free means and what celiac is and back then a lot of places did not so it was a big challenge for me to um, kind of like go out and dine and enjoy like my social life so um, yeah this discovery definitely was was intense and like a big challenge but I had these like three months off I think I think I basically took a whole summer off um, and I was reading a lot of these like I don't want to say like self-help, but like personal development or business type books. Like I remember reading like the four hour work week by Tim Harris or Tim Ferriss, sorry. And that was like kind of this pivotal book for me because I remember reading like a case study in it and it was something to do with like someone had a dietary restriction and they built a meal plan and whatever they made this like crazy successful business out of it I'm like oh my god I'm gonna do that with Mm -hmm. gluten-free and I got this idea in my head and I was never I had never been an entrepreneur at that point but leading up to this point I had ideas I maybe tried to do a couple things but didn't really feel the passion but this was something that I felt like so passionate about and I just started like 
hustling like I was just like oh my god I need to eat at every single restaurant in the city that can offer gluten-free I need to find out which restaurants can I need to start a blog I'm starting an Instagram like I just like went like full force and um yeah I just like really really became obsessive about building this gluten freedom empire which was like five years ago and I think back to what it was then to what it is now and it's very different but yeah it's crazy that this like turmoil in my life was able to help me um yeah launch a business well I think like there's so many nuggets I can draw from that but first of all yeah the one cool thing is that like you mentioned kind of everything was going to shit in your life yeah. when you were working that mining job and you yeah. were feeling good with your health you didn't like your career your relationship and all it took was you changing one thing mm-hmm. i.e going gluten-free and figuring out what was plaguing your health and so changing your diet and that spiraled you into momentum to like really change the rest of your life so i feel as though this is like a common theme you know for any listener who does feel stuck you know there's a lot of people right now who are like i just life isn't what i thought it would be right. and i hate my job and i'm not happy with the people i'm hanging out with but I think what we can draw from your story is that like just make that first change yeah you know whatever that is like if it's going paleo or Mm gluten-free you don't know how that can spiral and like if it makes you feel better you might be more confident to leave your job or you might be inspired to create a paleo community so it's like that one thing leads to another and have you read the book the slight edge no it's just this book and it essentially it's like one of those amazing like timeless books like you mentioned the four-hour work week which i love as well but it essentially says like all you need to do is do something that will give you that slight edge over someone else and do that every day and eventually you'll have like an empire right so if you're willing to do the hard stuff make the changes Mm -hmm. all that compounds over time and eventually it's like hey, how did you build that million dollar business? It's like, well, I did it one step at a time. For sure. So I love that you said that. And um, and then the other thing that I really draw from you is that you took action. You know, you found out you had a gluten intolerance and you didn't just, maybe you did sulk for a few yeah, days, yeah. right? Um, Cried into my gluten-free cereal. Of course. <laughs> and you're like, this tastes like shit. Yeah, yeah. But from that, you were inspired to like, okay, well, maybe what if I tried all the restaurants and then what if I shared that? And yeah. I think that that is an example of turning some adversity. Potentially some people would be like, that's a death sentence to not yeah. be able to eat gluten. But like, Whatever life gives you, like try and flip that into a positive. For you, it was getting this diagnosis and then saying, what if I could impact other people Mm -hmm. who are going to do the same? And I was actually working with a girl um, just coaching in the last week or so, and she was diagnosed with a health condition of her own and was in a very like negative mindset Mm -hmm. and thinking it was like the death wish for her. But I just kept saying to her, and I I see this in her future, like, you're here to teach that to others. And so, anyways, that's completely where I see you at. And I think it's very inspiring that, yeah, you flipped something that could have been a negative into more of a positive. So let's stay on Gluten Freedom, your brand. So can you tell us a little bit about what is Gluten Freedom and what is it that you offer through that? Yeah, so I mean, when I first started it, like you you just said, is it was my, like essentially when I realized how much of a struggle it was to live gluten-free five years ago, I was like, there have got to be other people who are also struggling because there was no resource out there that I had come across 
that was providing me the answers that I was looking for. And I was like, well, then I'm going to provide those answers. And that's where, you know, my blog came from. It started with me essentially going to restaurants, reviewing them and, you know, sharing that with my slow, slow, slowly growing audience. But over time, people came to, um, you know, kind of refer to my site and my Instagram as uh you know like a resource and so okay so when I started it was like very casual like I initially like started with the idea of like doing um for anyone who's based in like Toronto or GTA the gluten-free version of winter or summerlicious I wanted to do events I was just like this is great it's gonna be so easy no it was hard and I hate (laughs) events like I hate events on the scale like how am I going to do this on my own like it was crazy I did two editions of it and I realized very quickly that that was not my calling and that's not where I wanted to focus my energy and that was okay it was a lot of learning and what I learned from that was or what I gained from that was a ton of connections in the restaurant industry like I met with so many people who have now like moved in and around within the industry, but have known me from the early days, which have, has really helped me like now, you know, they moved to a new restaurant, like, oh my God, Rach, you gotta come in, there's great gluten-free. It's helped me in the long run. But yeah, I was even connecting with like media outlets and, and you know, I was just trying to get as much coverage for my event as possible. So I was like, yeah, hustling from, a, from the beginning, but with a different kind of vision in mind because I wanted it to be this big epic event that happened on a yearly basis. Um, but when I realized that that wasn't it, you know, I, I then kind of went back and I just went back to, to, you know, focusing on just finding new restaurants. I started integrating a bit more um, recipe and lifestyle components into it. But essentially, like what, what Gluten Freedom is, it is a site that is guiding and navigating those who live gluten-free or are gluten-free, whether they're celiac or gluten intolerant, to live their best gluten-free life. I don't want, I never wanted my quality of life to be hindered because of an allergy. And I try to empower those who have been newly diagnosed or maybe they've known for a decade or, or whatever the reason is or the length of time is, is that they can feel empowered and to like gain back that confidence and gain back that, um, um, yeah, that, that, that life, that zest for life that, you know, a glutenful life can bring. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it can be such a hard and daunting discovery. Um, and I just wanted to, yeah, just to shed positive light on it. So that's what it is at the core. And, you know, my content now is fairly, um, not broad, I don't want to say, but it covers more than just like gluten-free dining, Mm -hmm. covers more than just gluten-free restaurants. It covers travel, it covers lifestyle, it covers wellness, it covers fitness, it covers who I am because that's what I care about. But I want to show people that they can choose to live their gluten-free life any way they want um, and and still do so uh, in a way that's fun and exciting and Um, yeah, that they can just do them. Mm -hmm. I love that. And the cool thing is about your brand is that I feel like it is very much a brand that encompasses more than just gluten-free because, Mm -hmm. you know, I see you share a lot of different things, whether it's restaurants or products, and you're not always like hashtagging, like this is gluten-free or whatever. It very much like resonates even myself. Like I'm not gluten-free, but I kind of see you as someone who is excited to explore new restaurants and Mm -hmm. to create recipes. And so I think that's why it lands with so many people is that, you know, you have a target market, but you also 
have content that is accessible and important for everybody, mm -hmm. like focusing on living your best gluten-free life, but also your best life, right? Yeah, I think so. Very cool. Um, so on the topic of building your business, did you ever sit down and like write out a proper business plan or have you ever had to revisit like, what are my goals? Or do you mm -hmm. just go with the flow and each day brings what it brings? Yeah. So. No, not necessarily like a proper business plan, I wouldn't say, but I'm always writing down like goal setting intentions, like revisiting, reevaluating. I'm always thinking of like new ideas to better, you know, my brand and, and my content and kind of like, I kind of, I wanted to just go back for a sec because I love what you said that like you're not gluten-free, but you still resonate with it. And I think that's something that I've been really trying to, um, be more mindful of is that you yourself don't have to be gluten-free to follow me. Um, you know, maybe it's even me sharing about a restaurant that you're just like, oh my God, I just want to eat at that restaurant. Mm -hmm. Or it's for your loved one or your child has celiac or is gluten-free. Like I have a lot, of, a lot of people who actually reach out to me who are not gluten-free themselves, but they're able to use it as a resource for their loved one. So, um, yeah, like I, I think about these things now where, um, you know, when I was first starting, I was just like very like, um, what is it like not narrow-sighted but it was just like very like linear I mean now I'm trying to like branch out and expose it to more people and honestly I would say like two and a half years ago I went through kind of like another like I would say like quarter-life crisis of sorts where I just kind of had to like step back and reflect back on my life I would you know been working on this blog for a couple years um, shortly after I launched gluten freedom I went back into the service industry and I was serving for serving and bartending for like two and so years. And it was great because it was flexible. And for me, like I was able to like, I could work later in the evening, but like get up and have like freedom during the day to like go to meetings at like three in the afternoon or two in the afternoon. Um, but I'm still making money. So it was like that security blanket. And it got to a point, it was like, yeah, two and a half years ago where I was just like, okay, like, no, like this, this industry is actually not conducive to like the lifestyle I want to lead. I was like getting caught up in the serving life, late nights, drinking a lot again. Like it was just like back to like where I felt like I was like living a double life. Yeah, too. exactly. And I was like trying to build this brand and I just felt like I just was lacking consistency. And I was just like, yeah, I had to like step back and just be like, what the hell are you doing? Like where, where's your brand going? Um, I actually like had the opportunity to like leave the country for a few months and just like, I took that time to just really reflect like what is gluten freedom? And during this time, I pivoted like my mindset around gluten freedom from just a blog to a business. Mm -hmm. When I came back to Toronto that spring, I was like, oh my God, this is like, this is the future of gluten freedom. I had, you know, had ways to monetize it. I had ways to, um, to, to expand it to not only just from Toronto, but across the country, even to the States. Like, you know, I had ways to... Um, just like build, just build more content aside from just restaurants. It was just like the floodgates had opened and it really was just a matter of me considering it a business, taking it from just a blog to a business in my mind was a game changer because no longer was I just like, Oh yeah, so I'm a blogger. It's like, no, I'm a business owner and this is my brand. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I didn't, so good to go back to your question. No, I didn't write a, a proper business plan. But it was that shift from, okay, I'm taking this seriously, it is a business now, that really 
um, really changed things for me. The past two years, I kind of almost think like I started my business two years ago because that's mm-hmm. in my mind when it really turned into a business. And for you, like it really did start out of just like a genuine want to share. For sure. So it almost was like a passion project mm-hmm. that you were working on. And I think this is how a lot of great businesses are born you genuinely want to share something. So mm-hmm. maybe you spend an hour or two per week creating some content around it and people can see that it's just like seeping out of your blood, you know, that you love this and mm-hmm. that's your life. And once that resonates with people and if you're consistent enough, it will grow into a full-time business. And so I think, again, going back to that, like how do you build a business? It's like one step at a time. Yeah, for When sure. people say like, you know, what's the fast track to success or how can I launch my own business? It's more back to like, okay, well, what do you like and what are you doing now? And Mm -hmm. be patient because it might take two to three years before, you know, that grows into anything that you can monetize. Absolutely. Um, So do you feel like getting away, you said you traveled for a bit and got clarity. Was it just being away from your business that helped you to kind of get more clear? Or did you do some like work with a coach while you were away? Or what was it that changed that made you view your business in a different light? Um, I think for me, it was, it was more so just like getting away from the toxicity that I had been surrounding myself with in Toronto. So kind of removing myself and it was a a lot less of like, it was a lot of like self-discovery. Like for me, it was like, oh shit, like you have a lot of work, girl. Like Mm -hmm. this is like, you know, like you're, you are kind of the problem you're blocking your own yes like you are the problem because you don't know exactly like I and I had like that during that time I felt I dealt with some like hard truths Mm -hmm. about myself so it was a lot of like self-discovery and and kind of like okay now I know these things about myself time to put in the work Mm -hmm. become a better person become a better business owner um, you know, do better for, for you overall and to be better to like my friends and family. And, um, it it was a lot of like, yeah, trying to like get rid of my ego, which had been very, very, uh, present, um, up until that point. So, um, I think those like realizations about myself helped propel my drive towards doing something greater than myself, which was my business and my brand. Mm, Very cool. Yeah. I think that's so important just to reiterate, like if you're blocking yourself, you've got to do the work. Mm -hmm. No one's going to do it for you. It's so much work, but yeah. You've got to dig in. And if that next level you is ready to come out, then like get to work, honey. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, Okay. So let's keep talking kind of about entrepreneurship and the lifestyle around your business. So you work from home, right? Mm-hmm. For the most yeah. part. I know you're out at a lot of events and uh, you get invited to probably, you know, a lot of brand sure. kind of partnerships yeah. and that. Yeah. But how do you stay focused when you're working for yourself? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm obsessed with making to-do lists and I feel like as soon as I write something down, like I'm holding myself accountable and I, I like have to do it. Like I don't, um, I'm definitely like hard on myself. So I'm mm-hmm. that kind of person that, has it within them to like, okay, if I said I'm doing something, I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do put deadlines and timelines. Like, you know, I've got 
Is this a paper to-do list to clarify? Oh, or are hell using, like, yeah. Trello no, or no, I am like so old school. old school. Like, oh my god, I don't even use my phone calendar. Like, I do the same. Yeah, I, <laughs> I totally like. I have. I don't even know. Oh, I probably did. Like, I have like five to-do lists on these. Like, oh, you've got a notebook. Yeah, here. I've got a She's notebook. She's got a cute little turquoise. And these notebook. are like how I make my. Yeah, like I've got my to-do. And do you my, use iCalendar yet to schedule? Not really. No, no. Okay, I mean so a little bit. Like, yeah, I prefer it. I don't know. Like, I do have something scheduled on my phone but I've just gotten used to just writing things down yeah um but in terms of like how I stay motivated like that keeps me on track um and I think I'm like a little more as like I kind of like learn how to work for myself you know it's always like a learning I'm I'm learning that it's okay to like take breaks during the day like if I have to get up and like take a 15 minute breather or take a walk around the block or Mm -hmm. just like walk away for a bit like it's okay um a big learning for me because I've been like full-time on my own now just for like three months so at first I was like I need to do everything I need to do it tomorrow and it's going to be like you know my days were jam-packed and so stressful and like intense because I was doing like 20 things in a day and I was just like exhausted And now I do three to four things in a day. I space them out. I do things efficiently. You know, I feel so much more like creative and excited to do my work than I was in the early month, you know, in the first month rather. And um, I I think that's just how I stay on track. I'm I'm more forgiving with myself. I'm not putting as much pressure and I allow time for fun and I allow time for play. And I think that's what works for me. Yeah, I think I, I've learned the same lessons. Yeah. Like, if I put the expectations of, like, you're going to work an eight-hour day at no, your computer, no. thinking that, like, oh, people at the nine-to-five job, that's what right. they do. But the thing is, that's not what they do because they have meetings, yeah. they're socializing with their friends, then they go out for lunch, then they do a walk around the office, then they're watching YouTube. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, it's unreasonable to think that as an entrepreneur you're going to work 40 hours in these eight hour kind of slots for sure and I think that's a lesson obviously each person needs to figure out what works for them but I love that you say you get up and take a walk because yeah you have first to. of all you have the flexibility <laughs> yes. as a business owner but right second it's just honoring the fact that like you you're not going to get your best work done in an eight hour chunk necessarily no. maybe some days but um, be forgiving, especially when you're still trying to figure I out how so. and when you work best. And like know when your best working hours are. Like mine is first thing in the morning. So I get up and I'm like, boom, like I'm in the, I'm in my office. I do have an office, which is nice. So that's a separate space that yeah. I um, am able to work in, which just helps, just helps me focus as well. I should have mentioned that. But knowing yourself in the sense of like, I work really well first thing in the morning mm-hmm. up until like, you know, early to mid afternoon. And then maybe I'll do a workout at that point, you know, get away, do a couple, maybe I'll have meetings at that point. And then I'll revisit it like after dinner if I don't have any plans in the evening, like, and I'll work up and up until bedtime if I have things I need need or want to do. So Mm -hmm. breaking it up into, yeah, compartmentalizing your day so that you're just working at your optimal productivity is I think also just Mm -hmm. one of the luxuries of working for yourself but also just it's a learning you have to know when those are yeah and you do want to make sure that you are actually working and not just putting in like 45 minutes sometimes I'm like on my phone just like 
totally <laughs> distracted. Pulled my phone away from me the other day, and he was like, "Do you know you can check how long you spent on Instagram?" I know it's terrifying. And he pulled it up, and it was ninety minutes that day. And for me, that's a lot because I don't need to be on it that much for work. Yeah. But I realized like that was ninety minutes where legit I was just scrolling, like I didn't do anything wow. work wise. So kept thinking like well it's great to not have like colleagues around judging me but it's also like a curse when I have clearly just zoned out yeah, and I'm for like sure. bored or need a distraction for sure like, I don't know I'm scared to know it's scary. literally scared to know yeah. how often I'm on um and are there any like tools or systems that you use in your business that have been like a lifesaver whether that's like a scheduling tool or do you use like Google Docs or I don't know. Is oh, there yeah. anything you Google. could offer up to yeah. a listener who's trying to get organized? Yeah. So, okay. So I'm old school when it comes to like taking like my to-do list and, and uh, like my calendar. Um, but that's just my personal preference. Um, and I do carry my like <laughs> my planner <laughs> everywhere with me. Oh, yeah. It's everywhere. Even in like nights out sometimes. I'm like, I brought my planner. I'm such a loser. <laughs> like, come on. But in terms of like, okay, so like for my, you know, I have so many ideas, like literally like ideas come to me or like I see a brand that I love or, or, you know, with my like podcasting business, like, you know, you know, I'm working with someone on that. I have a partner. So I've got like Google Drive to me is like a lifesaver. Like it's a game changer. I have like a gluten freedom document or a dry, um, folder. I've got a vibe tribe folder and the, you know, it's great because within those folders, I've got multiple other folders and documents within them. And you know, those are like, whether it's my content calendar or my idea well, or my, you know, different contracts that I've, or proposals that I'm drafting up or signing. Um, even like to keep track of like programs and campaigns I'm working on with brands. Like I have a document that outlines like, you know, the posting dates, the details of like, you know, do I have to have specific hashtags? Do I have to have specific, you know, key messaging? You know, these things that keep me organized. So that is all in the cloud because that for me, I have on my phone as well. And I'm able to like access that wherever I go if I don't have my computer. So that is like super, super helpful. Um, and to me is just like having a cloud-based business for the most part is just amazing. You can take it wherever. Absolutely. And the nice thing is too, which we're going to segue and talk a little bit about Vibe Tribe, yeah, but cool. I mean, multiple people can update it, which is mm-hmm. the best. It's real time. So if anyone's oh, not yeah. using Google Docs, Google Sheets, Google Slides. Oh my gosh. Oh Get man, on it. What did I do? I don't even use like Microsoft Word anymore, which me I neither. use to all the time. Ooh, one other thing that I love, which isn't really like to organize, but I'm using Canva a lot yeah. because like I'm not a designer, but like I want things to look nice. I know what looks nice. And Canva has like helped me design different like my I redesigned my media kit. I redes I've been like doing proposals in there. I've been doing like little social media like story graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the list goes on and on. But like Canva, if you guys aren't on that tip, like I highly recommend. Yeah, unless incredible. you're like a super experienced graphic designer, then fair. <laughs> then they look at Canva and go, like, I can't believe you use that. Yeah. I'm like, well, I do- can't afford a graphic yeah, designer exactly. for all my projects. Exactly. <laughs> this is like if you're on a budget. <laughs> awesome. So one other project that I think started over a year ago now. Mm-hmm. is your collaboration with past podcast guest Becca Crow and that's Vibe Tribe Wellness yeah. which started as gluten-free Free girlfriends, girlfriends I know which is so when cute. you were I, on it yeah. Yeah, yeah I loved that name so much I, I think know. I cried a tear when you changed it I but know. I completely understand yeah. so 
first of all, for people who are not familiar with Vibe Tribe Wellness yet, can you just describe to the listeners, you know, what it is that yeah. you and Becca do within that brand? Yeah, so um, Becca, who is my co-host, she's also a blogger who is also gluten-free, so naturally we were destined to be best friends. <laughs> um, so when we met in real life about like a year and a half ago, it was like instant, the connection, which was really nice because sometimes you meet people from the Instagram or social world and they're just like, oh, they're not quite the same in real life. But with her, it was like, wow, like you're real, you're cool, you're you're me, like we are this very similar. So we had our individual food platforms. Um, her was Hers is going grainless, so she focuses on grain-free recipes. They're amazing, she's super talented. And then I had Gluten Freedom, which I just went through with you guys. So um, we were obviously jiving over that, but we started talking and we had all of these interests and um, experience, like exploring our, our spiritual selves, you know, exploring different realms and modalities within the wellness space. And we wanted like an outlet to be able to share our journey into this space. Um, and we just didn't think that it would resonate with our audiences at that time. We didn't want to like completely switch gears and freak people out with like our woo-woo witchy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so again, um, you know, we just like, she's like me, we're just like, oh, we should do this. And she's a go-getter and she's, you know, you get an idea and you just go for it. And so she was sending me all these podcasts that she was listening to. And I was like getting obsessed with podcasts and she was with, into them. And then yeah, one day we were just like, let's start a podcast, kind of jokingly. And, you know, a couple months later, we had launched a podcast. And it was, um, yeah, basically it's our a platform that we're able to use to navigate the other interests in our lives. Um, and uh, our way to, yeah, not, not only spirituality, but wellness, entrepreneurship, um, health, nutrition, so we're getting on experts on a, on a regular basis who can touch on these different subjects, who um, introduce our listeners to different modalities, different perspectives, um, yeah, you know, educate them, spread awareness, and um, yeah, just inspire. And I think, you know, when we changed the name to Vibe Tribe Wellness, it was based on the quote, your vibe attracts your tribe. And we truly, truly believe that, you know, what you're putting out there, you're going to attract. And we just want people to, um, to pursue this, uh, their own, I guess, I don't want to say spiritual because people might not identify with that word, but pursue their wellness journey in whatever that looks like for them. Because, you know, wellness for us came, um, kind of at a lonely time for us like we were both former party girls and our friends were still very much in that space and so we were navigating on our own and we didn't really have you know someone to kind of lean on and when we found each other we're like wow we're each other's people so five tribe wellness allows people to explore that that journey um through the podcast and you know we're branching out into workshops and programs and corporate wellness and yeah like all sorts of really great things that we're just like wow like it doesn't just have to stop here mm -hmm. um very cool yeah, yeah it's I fun read, um, on your vibe tribe wellness that you said aside from our individual platforms we didn't have one place where we could meet albeit online and share stories experiences mm -hmm. tips tricks and struggles our intention is to create that space and that really landed with me because i think what you've done is very visionary because yeah. you saw a need of something that you weren't finding yeah. and then you created it. Like yeah. again, how any good business or passion project is born. You know, if, if you're not part of the community say that you want, why not create it? Like yeah. if you wish that your friends would host 
healthy supper clubs, well, then you should go do that. Yeah, and, totally. And all of a sudden, that could lead to something. But you can't just sit around waiting and wishing for totally. you know that to land in your lap when you have the opportunity. For sure. Um, yeah, and I would encourage everyone to go check out Vibe Tribe on your website or the podcast and Instagram and all that. But um, before we kind of move on and get back to the rest of the interview, where can people follow Vibe Tribe Wellness? Yeah, so our website is vibetribewellness.org. And on Instagram, which is the platform we're most um, active on is at this is Vibe Tribe. But yeah, check it out. We do like weekly podcast or sorry, weekly episodes. Um, and yeah, it's we try to cover like a broad area mm-hmm. of topics. And I know one of your key pillars in Vibe Tribe and Gluten Freedom is health. Yeah. So while I have you here, I'd love to know, and you can share with the listeners, yeah. what are some of your daily non-negotiable health habits? Yeah, so I mean a big one, and it's funny because so many of our guests on, on Vibe Tribe podcast say this also, but like water for me, mm-hmm. it's just like I'm drinking water all the time. I bring my reusable water bottle with me everywhere just because, you know, I... You would think that water is accessible everywhere, but you'd be surprised at how many places and or events you show up to, and it's just like not there, and so I, or just not, not visible. So I just always bring it with me because like hydration, (laughs) hydration. Um, Another non-negotiable. I mean, I like to get some sort of like movement in a day. I'm not going to say that every single day I'm like doing some sort of hit style workout or doing some sort of um, uh, studio workout, but I like to get active in some way, shape, or form, whether it's even like pulling out my yoga mat and doing some stretches at home. Um, for me, movement in some capacity just helps me, just like my mental clarity, you know, obviously feels good for my body. Um, but just, yeah, I just, hel- I just think like a healthy body feels a healthy mind. You're then making healthy eating choices and it just kind of like domino effects from there. Mm-hmm. I love that. So like simple, right? Water movement, but these are the things that people often forget when totally. they're feeling, you know, not their best. Yep, so, absolutely. Um, I know you love sharing kind of the tools and products that you use. So I'm curious, is there a holistic health tool that you think everyone should look into purchasing? Hmm. I mean, I love, I do use my dry brush often, so I guess that's a tool for sure. Um, I think it just like really feels nice on your body and it's great for lymphatic drainage. Obviously, um, exfoliates the skin as well. Um, Yeah, like for sure, so I use that. I started using a jade roller recently, which just feels nice on my face. I know, again, it's like great for lymphatic drainage. Um, I don't know. I just do it as like a habit. I see it on my on my nightstand, and I do it when I wake up in the morning. Um, and it you know is meant to promote just anti aging properties and whatnot. Whether it does or not, I don't know. It just feels really good. Um, and I don't know if this is necessarily a tool, but sunscreen is like Ooh. a product that I'm just like obsessive over because I'm obsessed with skin health and just like remaining as youthful as possible because I'm over 30 now. So I'm just like, (laughs) yeah, oh God. Yeah. So for me, like sunscreen is just so important. Like I have like a face one I put on every day, especially if I'm like out um, biking to different meetings or whatnot. Like, yeah, sunscreen and like, yeah, just, yeah, just keeps us youthful and it's preventing skin cancer and other skin issues that we just want to avoid. Yeah, so important as a reminder now that we're into summer, summer and exactly. UV rays in Toronto Our where crazy. we are, are yeah. pretty strong. Mm-hmm. So, um, and speaking of sharing and 
and you know kind of expressing your love of products and all that yeah. stuff I just want to quickly ask you a couple questions on social media because yeah. I know you build a lot of your business and your relationships and connections through social media yeah. which is amazing um, I'd love to know do you find it's easy for you to show up on social each day like has it become routine um, or are there ever days that it feels kind of hard and you have to kind of force yourself to get out there mm. Yes, like definitely find some days harder than others, whether I just like don't feel good or I don't look good or I just am, you know, maybe even just like busy and kind of overwhelmed. So the thought of like being present on social media is just like too much. Like, yeah, like it, it definitely ebbs and flows. I mean, I would say I'm getting more and more comfortable all the time with sharing my life and being more open. Mm-hmm on social and kind of just like showing my weirdness which I think is a big thing lately I've just been more comfortable with my audience and just getting more comfortable with who I am that I'm not so afraid to um expose maybe some some of those vulnerabilities you know maybe if I've got zit cream on I'm like yeah (laughs) "Yeah, that's that's my that's what I have right now you know and just being open and candid I think people appreciate that and if you can be like self-deprecating and like not a bad way like you know you can kind of poke fun at your own self people enjoy that so um I think as I become more comfortable doing that it becomes easier for me to share rather than making sure I'm perfectly done up Mm -hmm. to be in front of it like just being like okay this is me Mm -hmm. here it is Um, so that's yeah that's come with time for sure but yeah it's I think it's I like when I see others doing that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we can all appreciate like a little bit more authenticity on social media because there was an era when it was all perfect. We really are straying away from that though as I see more people open up and and share things like their nightly zit cream or whatever it is. Thank God, she's just like me. Yeah, for sure. Um, It reminds me of those like people and us magazines when there used to be these titles and it was like stars, they're just like you and it would show them like in their like rags with their baseball caps. Awful. I would like flip through these as a 10 year old and yeah. be like, wow, they're not pretty yeah. all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> um, cool. So let's uh, wrap this up. I'd love cool. to just talk about, you know, what's next for you. So are there any exciting projects on the horizon, whether that's with Gluten Freedom or Vibe Tribe or just personally, what do we have yes. coming up? Oh my God. Like, yeah, there is so much. I'm just like, so I really, I'm just like so excited about where things are going because I think for the first time in a long time, like I said, this has been full time gluten freedom vibe tribe for only three months. So, you know, the first couple first little bit was just like kind of getting into that groove and now I'm just like I'm in that groove and I just feel so hopeful and I just I see how everything's going to come together. And so for sure, like I've got, you know, with Vibe Tribe, we're working on some programs um, that will be available online. Same with um, Gluten Freedom, because I'm starting to do um, like my gluten freedom business. And not to say you're starting a gluten-free business, but it's I'm providing tips and tricks for new bloggers or new influencers and how they can kind of get their names or their their brand out there in a way that, um, yeah, will help them along the journey and kind of hopefully avoid some of the mistakes that I made. Um, so that's something I'm really excited about because I started to kind of integrate a bit more of that content and people are really resonating with it. Um, yeah, I'm just really excited. I mean, Vibe Tribe to me is just like this, I mean, Gluten Freedom has been there for years, right? So for me, it's like, more of a well-oiled machine and vibe tribe to me is just such an exciting endeavor and people are like exploring these 
modalities and these like the space in general, wellness space in general, a lot more. So we're just so excited to launch things that people want Mm -hmm. that aren't out there yet. So um, yeah, those are two like big projects I'm working on for the summer. Um, And then of course, regular programming, gluten-free restaurants, gluten-free recipes, uh, just like general wellness, fitness, um, all that fun stuff. But yeah, and kind of, I just admire so much that you and Becca with Five Tribe, you you've spent a lot of time like building your audience and that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's neat that you didn't just go into launching like you know paid programs. Like you spent time, and you're still doing this on a weekly basis to give people free content. Yeah, and we're waiting kind of for what's next. Yeah, and cool. so I think that's a good tip for the listeners. Like provide value to your audience yeah. and then see what resonates and then create a program around that or yeah. create a product, right? Um, so exciting. Well, thank you for being on the Visionary Life podcast. I think your message and your story and your brands are yeah. all very inspiring. So I'd encourage people to follow you. We've mentioned where they can find you with Vibe Tribe, but where can they find you to learn more about you or about gluten freedom? Yeah, so um, thank you also for having me here. It's been really fun. And I feel like that time flew. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. It was up 45 minutes. I'm like, no oh, we're done. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, so you can find me. Again, my main platform is Instagram. So at Gluten Freedom Ring. And then my website is glutenfreedominc.com. Um, yeah, check me out there. Send me a message. Say hi. Whatever you yeah. feel. <laughs> Let us know that Disney Life Podcast. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, okay, thanks. Because- for listening to this episode of Visionary Life. What did you think? Did you learn something new, get inspired, or maybe you're ready to take some action on a new project? I hope so. My intention is to build community and conversation around the topics of building a visionary career path, entrepreneurship, and living the life you truly love. I'd love for you to join the Visionary Life Insiders community. Just search Visionary Life on Facebook. We talk about our favorite books and podcasts, things that make our lives easier, and the tough times and challenges faced as an entrepreneur, as well as all things visionary. You can also find me on Instagram, at Kelsey Rydell. Please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. I send a gift and a little visionary love note to everyone who leaves a rating and review. Just snap a screenshot and send it to me with your shipping address. If you're interested in working together or collaborating, just head to kelseyridle.com. Until next Sunday, have a visionary day.